On today's episode of Titus and Tate, college basketball is in the driver's seat mm. of the sports world, Tate, and we could not be more excited about this. Football is done. The Super Bowl's over. Congratulations to Tom Brady. Blah, blah, blah. Go. Who cares? Boring. Throw it away. Get Forget it out of our face. It. Yeah. Because it is our time, Tate. The time is now. We are we we uh, we as college basketball people mm-hmm. have taken the steering wheel and we said w- give it to us for the next two months. Thank you. Finally, we have it. We had no March Madness last year. Mm-hmm. We have been waiting patiently. It's been a long, cold, harsh winter, but it felt like a new day. As soon as the Super Bowl was over, I saw the bright lights. A new dawn. It's college basketball. So here's what we're doing today. We're doing a primer because mm. uh, let's be honest, a lot of you listening to this have not watched a second of college basketball. And it's okay. It's not your fault. And, Don't feel bad. We're not you know, shaming you. Listen, uh, you're, you're going to make excuses. You're going <laughs> to say it's been a weird year, coronavirus, yep. Whatever, yep. whatever. You guys don't watch any college basketball to begin with. Mm. I mean, that's why you listen to our show. You don't listen to the thousand other college But the question podcasts. is, are you watching Zion in the NBA? <laughs> and then think about that. Uh, so we are doing a, a primer, if you mm. will, a, a guide to, uh, if you're trying to jump in, because there are a lot of people, Tate. Yes. There are a lot of people that are like, what do I do with my time in now? In the words of Trey what Songs, I, dive in. What do I do with my gambling dollars now? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what you do. You do it, you, you, you throw it college basketball's way, but where do I start? You start right here. We're going to do a show that gets you up to speed, gets you to where uh, you can you can listen to this, and starting tomorrow, you can jump into the college basketball landscape and figure it out. So apologies if mm. for those of you that have been following us the entire way. We're we love sorry. you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do good guys and bad guys at the end. Mm-hmm. We're still going to get to all that, but we're going to we're going to first get to uh, basically a recap. Basically, where 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 were we? Where are we now? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing today. Yeah, this is three phases of Titus and Tate. This is the Titus and Tate guide to the college basketball galaxy. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to let you know where everybody is, all the players in our universe. And let's get going. All that coming up, but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Right off the jump, Tate, uh, I want to plug the Club Trillion Foundation Scholarship. We did it last year. We're doing it again this year. I've already plugged it on the show before, but again, we got a new audience. Plug it again. We got a new audience here. So uh, I'm, I'm putting out the call. Um, we are giving away a $15,000 scholarship mm. uh, to a, a, a Division One basketball walk-on. So if you're listening to this and you're a walk-on, please apply for the scholarship. You can go to org slash apply, and you can apply that way. If you are listening to this, you are not a, a, a Division One basketball walk-on. Uh, reach out to one who is. Reach out to somebody who is. We, mm-hmm. we just want – I want the word out. I don't care. There, we've, I've already gotten a handful of applications. Um, I, by the way, I do not decide the winner. I want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that uh, I do. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, out Tate. yeah, a kid named Tate won it last year. Exactly. Is Tate Clayton. <laughs> yeah. um, we have a committee. It's all made up of former walk-ons from all over the country, various levels too. So it's not just like a bunch of blue blood guys. Mm. We got guys that played at tiny ass schools. We got guys that played at, at uh, big schools. Um, and they are the ones who decide the winner. Uh, and we've already got a couple of applications. So uh, if that's all we get, if we only end up getting like you know, a handful, that's fine by me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm not going to put a gun to someone's head and say, you must apply for this. My fear, Tate, is that not enough people know about that. Like, there are a lot of guys, a lot of walk-ons out there that would be like, oh my God, I yeah, would, I would take a scholarship. Yeah, I'll yeah, take that 15 grand. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So uh, <laughs> I am putting it in the hands of our listeners. Please help spread the word. Um, and and that's that. So I just wanted to plug that. This is your bad guy move. You know, we're going to get that to that at the end yeah. of the episode. We're going to do good guy, bad guy. But this is Titus, bad guy of the week. There you go. The so there's that. That's, that's, that's part one of where we're at with 
college basketball <laughs> is the scholarship is is still on. So yes. now let's talk about the rest of of the college basketball landscape. Um, again, we're, we're, we apologize to those who are, are the diehards, those of you that have been in this. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a lot of repetitive, but that's what this show is. If, if yes. is this show anything but repetitive? But that's what most shows are. People want to hit the beats, you know. They want they want something familiar. So let's. I've do always it. I've always I've always uh, been confused by that. By the way, that yeah. like you, you you hear criticisms of bands where it's like every song sounds the same, mm-hmm. and it's like. What, I mean, what did you expect? Don't you that? like that yeah, song, hey, Don't you like that song? I don't understand. <laughs> like, you wanted that techno band yeah. to start making country music? I'm no. confused. Because the second they do that, they're like, mm, kind yeah. of a diversion. Don't yep, love it. Yep, not my genre. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, all right, so let's talk Let's talk college basketball yes. primer, uh, uh, big picture. Where are we? Uh, what What are some storylines? I think we obviously have to start with, with coronavirus, with, with COVID. Yes. I think we have to yes. start with the impact that that has had. Mm-hmm. Uh, college basketball last year, the tournament was canceled. College basketball is the only sport, to my knowledge, the only team sport to have its its one big champion event mm-hmm. canceled. Not not postponed, just straight up canceled. Every other North American sport figured it out. Figured it yeah. out. They, they postponed it. Yeah. They bubbled it up. They, they, <laughs> Football, they just played. They just played through. <laughs> They're like, what, what coronavirus? Uh, we were the ones that fell on the sword. We said, no, hey, it, it was basically just the, the, the calendar. It just didn't work out in our favor, and we had no mm-hmm. tournament. Um, so you know, we're looking ahead now, and uh, the, the 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 pandemic has not gone away, but college basketball is back. Are we going to have a tournament date? That's what's on a lot of people's minds, and the answer is definitively yes. Yes, officially. Like uh, at the start of the year, we had a hundred storylines going into the season. We said, you know, you know, this could happen, that may happen. Watch for this. But the number one thing we said: there will be an NCAA tournament. But we said mm-hmm. that. With you know, <laughs> we, a, we didn't know. yeah, a bit of hesitation. We didn't know if that was with a, be true. a slight question mark on the end of that. Yeah, yeah. it just kind of like trailed off as we said that. But now we officially know it's going to be in Indiana. It's going to go back to the you know mm-hmm. the home state of basketball, the place where you know basketball belongs. And I think you know you and I joke about this. We've had some episodes during the pandemic about the war on college basketball. Mm-hmm. As I sit in the Fox Sports room right now, there is a war on college basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it. I know it. Rudy Gobert disgusts me to my core. When he grabbed yeah. the mics, the world shuts down. College basketball mm-hmm. shuts down. And people ne- have been Rudy trying Gobert to... never played in college. Yes. And he's stuck. Makes you think. Think about it. It Makes goes all the way to the top. Uh, but since then, we've been trying to deal with the fallout. And COVID is obviously a big part of this. Um, and I think a lot of people have tuned out because they think, you know, all the postponements, the cancellations. Yeah. I mean, NCAA.com has a, a page that has all the updates of every game that's postponed or canceled mm-hmm. throughout the entire season. So that's been the story. You have to check every single day to see if the game that you wanted to watch is actually going to happen. I think the biggest game that didn't happen, obviously, is the game that America wanted to see which is Baylor, mm-hmm. Gonzaga, and Indianapolis. You were going to be at that game, I w- and it didn't No, happen. I was at the game. You, you were physically there, there at the moment. Yes. I was trying to... I was, you found I was Eric Andre shaking yes. the yes. gates of the White House. No! Let me in. What is happening? Uh, I found out. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was at the game, uh, which actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise because mm. it, maybe not. A lot of people disagree it's with this. It's just a teaser now. A yeah. lot of people disagree. They were like, I still would have liked to see Baylor-Gonzaga play the regular season game. Duh. I want more good basketball. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from a storyline perspective, you don't want the... the the, the the big finish to happen in, in episode three. You want it to happen at the season finale, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, we preserve that. Baylor and Gonzaga are both undefeated, so that's good. Uh, coronavirus as a whole, though. So you, you mentioned games being delayed, games being 
postponed games, but like all the, the scheduling's all over the place. You got teams that are long pauses, like uh, Xavier. I, I have I, I have no idea if Xavier basketball still exists. They've been mm-hmm. on so many coronavirus pauses. Baylor, uh, the, the one of the teams that's undefeated, one of the, one of the the second ranked team in the country, just announced that they're not playing a handful of games coming up. Michigan, the third ranked team in the country, has been on pause for a while. Um, Texas, the team that won the Maui bump that we mm-hmm. you and I both believed in at the start of the year could make a real run to the Final Four. They've lost three in a row, and Shaka Smart has been dealing with you know, so, COVID. Tell the people that have been watching football this whole time and haven't been plugged in, what has it been like? <laughs> uh, because, as you said, the, the football just, just kind of charged right through. Uh, basketball, not as smooth, we'll say. It has not quite been as smooth. What has the experience been like, and you, from your perspective, being a college basketball fan through all this? I think college basketball, the reason why we feel the uh, the effects of this so much more is because college basketball is an environment, it's an experience. There There is so much that goes into it beyond the actual physical act of basketball, right? There's so much pageantry around the sport. So a lot of that is missing, which feels very off. But then you have guys like Jim Beheim who have been around the game forever, and he's making the qui- you know the quips of, you know, who says we need the fans? We're great at home without them. And then, you know, you have the Blue Bloods, that, you know, the Cameron Crazies, for example, right? Yeah. Illinois blows out Duke at the start of the year. You know, they mm-hmm. beat him by 15. Worst loss for Coach K at home. And that happens without the Crazies there. And Coach K, you know, he's not going to blame, you know, the, the fact that they don't have the Crazies. But we all know that it has some sort of impact, some sort of... Mm-hmm. So so those types of things are strange, right? Not having the, the pageantry, not having the fans. And then the fact that the basketball is happening. I mean, we were there in Asheville at the Maui Invitational. So weird. And it's like these games happen. It feels real. You're in it. You're locked in. Everyone's focused. The refs are locked in. The coaches are locked in. It feels real, you know. But then you you kind of like take a step back for a second. You peel back, and it's empty. But then Matt Coleman hits a game winner at the buzzer. And, and there's no sound. There's no sound. And it's Except for like, me crying. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, it has been – I would describe it as uh, – it's like when when your mom you're in the grocery store and you really want Fruit Loops mm-hmm. and your mom is like we're, we're not getting the Fruit Loops but I will get this and she grabs the generic cereal and <laughs> and then you're home eating and you're 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 eating the generic cereal and you're you're asking yourself the question of like is this still good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I? Enjoy <laughs> and you're this? like it's better. It's is this better than nothing? And the answer is yes, but it's not quite. The Fruit Loops, but also it's like your mom's like you, you know, like fine if you don't if you don't like this, I'm yeah, never getting you. Stop being so materialistic. Yeah. Do yeah. you really need the yeah. Fruit Loops? Yeah. yeah. The other point I want to make about coronavirus is uh, if if you're new to college, but if you're diving in right now, good luck figuring out protocols. Good luck mm-hmm. figuring out uh, that has gone completely out the window. And I don't I don't say this as like schools don't have protocols. They still do. Conferences still do. I just have no clue what they are. Yeah, they're, they're very independent. They yeah. are all over the place. Boston College almost played a game with four players, <laughs> but then this North Carolina Miami. But game then got Florida called State off. had to cancel yeah, the game. Florida it State wasn't even canceled. Boston College. Michigan's on pause right now. Tate, to my understanding, Michigan men's basketball team has had zero positive cases within the men's basketball. But the whole program. department is canceled. But the whole athletic yeah. department can't like is paused. is paused. Yeah. But then there's like a weird thing where like the women's basketball team's coming back, but the men's. So my point is. Good luck. Like I, I, we can't explain it to you. We do this for a living, and I, I have no idea. As you said, you just kind of pull up your your phone and you hit refresh on the the slate of games today, and you're like, all right, what are we getting today? I have no idea. That's been very frustrating, and there and there's obviously a concern moving forward. Uh, the tournament's going to happen. We know that for a fact. We know that. Uh, I mean. I'm not even saying this as a joke. In all honesty, if COVID just spikes again through the roof in this country, mm-hmm. the NCAA, I think it's been clear that they're just going to 
chug along. Plow. They're yes. going to just plow through yes. and they're going to yes. find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is definitely mm-hmm. happening. The concern has now been, my God, like the way all these programs are pausing for for reasons that are like like a gr- another great example, Cade Cunningham, uh, who who might be the number one pick in the, mm-hmm. in the NBA draft, uh, missed a few games for Oklahoma State because of COVID protocols. And then, the, as they're explaining to you, uh, to, to the viewers, that this is why he's not playing, they pan to him sitting on the bench. And I, <laughs> yeah. me, I'm like, I'm not a scientist. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell's going on, but it, like, he should be able to play. I mean, the NBA is kind of doing the same thing. With Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant had the same thing, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's where we found ourselves. Is is you, you, you long ago? Like I remember when when sports started coming back, they would be like, "All right, we have positive tests," mm-hmm. or "We don't have positive tests," and that was like kind of the announcements that came out of this stuff. The language, the the waters have been muddied so much. I think Baylor's announcement was even like COVID protocol something or other. They won't say guys tested positive or didn't or what. They're just kind of like we we need to reconfigure, mm-hmm. and you're like, what? Yeah, we're reassessing so what the does situation. that mean yep. where, where are we going and that's definitely been frustrating so as it pertains to the ncaa tournament that is where the concern would lie tate is is that um what happens when these muddied waters start flowing to indianapolis mm-hmm. and there's just some mud in the water and the the tournament's about to start and all of a sudden gonzaga needs to be on pause for four days and i, I don't know I, I don't know what the hypothetical is but that's the fear is that there's a lot of ways this could go. Conference tournaments, yeah, that's the real COVID test, right? Uh, no pun intended there, but like if the conference tournaments happen without a hitch, and the teams go and play, yeah, and there's no issues, and everyone's sending their test to Mako Medical in my hometown of Henderson, North Carolina, and they're handling business and everything's going well. Fingers crossed, all things, all signs point to good. But the problem is, if teams say, "Hey," I'm been thinking about this, and I want to win the championship, and I have to spend three weeks in Indianapolis in a hotel yeah. room. Locked up, basically, you know, in a controlled environment. There is no bubble in college basketball. We should say that mm-hmm. is a controlled environment. So, some teams. There has been speculation that a team that you know, let's say Iowa, for example, that's the Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. They're fine to go because the the Big Ten tournaments in Indianapolis. We go we go there where the real tournament is. We we play the Big Ten tournament and then we play the real tournament. That's fine. But there's some other you know schools per se that say, why would I risk putting myself in a different controlled environment? Mm-hmm to then have the risk of not being able to go to the main controlled environment. So there, there's going to be a lot of shuffling the deck, I feel like, and there's going to be a lot of teams trying to put themselves in the position to be yeah, I'll, eligible I'll, and applicable I'll, to play. I want to flesh that point out more because yeah. uh, the, the reason, because this is this is a talking point that's ha- popped up in college basketball the last couple of weeks, and it's going to continue to, to be a, a discussion point of these, these conference tournaments. So what happened is the NCAA locked in dates. The the March Madness is going to happen on these days. It's going to start, yeah. I believe, the, the playing games are the 18th. Uh, the, the, but the first round starts in earnest on the 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a problem because Selection Sunday is on the 14th, I believe. Yep. I believe it's Sunday the 14th, um, and it, it, if not, the point still stands where uh, the NCAA's protocol for the NCAA tournament is that you have to have seven consecutive days of, of negative testing, mm-hmm. but that that window will overlap with the ends of these conference tournaments, so if you're a team that's playing in the semifinals or championship game of conference tournament, you've already started your testing window yeah just testing window for the NCAA tournament exactly. so basically what's happening is instead of being at home in your campus in a controlled environment yep. you are now there's the risk of uh say ohio state is playing purdue in the big 10 title game and we get revenge on purdue because we have a full team now <laughs> um 
Ohio State going into that Big Ten title game would have to be like cross your fingers that you don't get it from Purdue. And listen, I'm not telling you what like you know like you you might be listening to this saying like oh come on what are the chances that's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know what the that's that's been the case with coronavirus this the, the last eleven months and every facet of society right like it's <laughs> yes, like exactly it's like some people are like ah, this is a microcosm yes. of everything so some us. people are yep. like ah it's not really a risk just do it other people are like whoa that's crazy because like what if if we do everything right we go to the big 10 tournament we get it from nebraska who's like not even going to make the tournament then now all of a sudden we're we might mm-hmm. you know, the, the the waters are muddy for whether we can you know so all of these things are, are being talked about and the solution in a lot of people's eyes not a majority but some people's eyes is Let's just avoid not it. just let's just yeah. avoid it all together. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the regular season ends, we take that one week buffer and we just stay at campus and practice, and then we hit the ground running for the NCAA tournament. All right. So enough about coronavirus. We we got that out of the way. Let's talk about like what what is actually happening on the court. Mm-hmm. What are these teams? What are the narratives? Uh, there are two. It's 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 Gonzaga and Baylor are are distancing themselves from the field, and the blue bloods suck. And those mm. are the two things. If if you're programming a college basketball show and you don't have any content to talk about, you talk about one of those. You talk about how bad the blue bloods are, yep. or you talk about how dominant Ga- Gonzaga and Baylor are. Um, which the one? New do you bloods, wanna, the new as bloods. We're calling them the, the new Drew bloods. bloods. Yeah, the, the few <laughs> bloods. The Mark Few, Scott Drew. <laughs> Or not as blue. fans at home that are casual say the ooh bloods. The ooh bloods. Uh, yeah, well, bring, bring <laughs> yeah. back the blue bloods. Uh, where do you want to start with this? <laughs> I'll start with a, an age-old question that you asked me uh, early on in our friendship, and you looked at me dead in the eye and you said, "Is Scott Drew a good mm-hmm. coach?" And mm-hmm. uh, you know, the internet was abuzz with this. You you have stayed on this corner for quite some time, and uh, I think the question this year, "Is Scott Drew a good coach?" has been answered. And I think it's unequivocally yes. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, we should get into this, but I think Scott Drew over time has always been sort of disregarded in whatever way. He's always been, you know, he was his name would come up and it's kind of scoffed at. You're like, really? Scott Drew's going to be the guy you throw up? Yeah. And he was, you know, had not the best reputation because yeah, of, you dude, know, remember, like, recruits well, that he brought in early on. Was it five years ago or not even that far back that, like, you mentioned Scott Drew's name in college basketball circles and everyone laughs. And yes. like, yeah, that guy's yes. changed his balls off. Yeah. How did he outrun that reputation? <laughs> You just win. Just win, just baby. Just keep winning. Al Davis told us. <laughs> just, just win, baby. <laughs> that's and all that's, it takes. And that's where we are. And since 2012, I got a stat for you. Scott Drew is 2-1 and one against Calipari, 2-1 and one against Dana Altman at Oregon, and he's won his lone matchups against Sean Miller at Arizona and Tom Izzo at Michigan who, State. Who gave you that stat? The, the SID at Baylor? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm fired up. So here it is. Scott Drew, the, the real crux of the conversation. Why do we care about Scott Drew? Everyone, you know, we're talking about this. Is he a good coach? What? Where is the marker that he needs to get to? And the marker is simple. It's the Final Four, yep. right? Yep. And uh, he has never good, been. Yeah. On a big picture scale, he said it would help take Baylor to the next level perception-wise. And I think that's where we are with the Baylor Bears. The Baylor Bears are a great basketball program. What Scott Drew has been able to do there is – Honestly, a, a thirty for thirty type story. That what he walked into. It literally was, wasn't it? They talked about the scandal. I, think, I mean, they haven't done. They haven't talked they about done the, 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 the Scott part. But I think I think they literally made a thirty for thirty about how he got there in the first place. But yeah. But it starts this year with the historic yeah. season. This is where they piggyback off that. Uh, they pick up right here. And Scott Drew, uh, you know, the, the perception of him has always been wrong. Uh, I think, or at least harsh, probably is the right word. Yeah. And this is the year. This is the time where he can kind of. You know, make that turn, make that pivot into being one of the top coaches in the game. We, uh, when, when we talk about Gonzaga and Baylor being better than everybody, I, I want to make it clear that, like, I, I the, the, the rubric that I've been going off of or the, or the template I've been using is 2005 when Illinois mm-hmm. and, and North Carolina were 
felt like they were miles better than the rest of and, and everyone had that circle. It like, it's going to be Illinois versus Carolina. It ultimately mm-hmm. ended up being that, uh, even though Illinois had had a scare along the way against Arizona. Um, that, that's what it ended up being. Carolina wins, obviously. Uh, so that to me is is the the standard of like uh, we we've been here before. Mm-hmm. But as as the season continues to play out, we have not been here before. This is this is so much the the divide between Gonzaga and Baylor is so much larger in my mind. I don't mm-hmm. know. I know I I didn't have a podcast, a college basketball <laughs> podcast in two thousand five. Um, but it, it is unbelievable. It is my like when we're talking about these two teams, we're not saying it's definitely going to be them in the championship game. But what 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 is a word you would use if if I mean, one of them getting upset isn't. It, it would be pretty surprising, honestly. Uh, yeah, but it wouldn't be shocking. One of them's definitely going to be in the turn in the championship game. Yes, like I would be absolutely. It would be, it would be the level of Virginia losing by twenty to UMBC of of shocking to me. And that sounds stupid. And, and there are a lot of people that gamble for a living that are like, "You're a moron. You don't understand how odds work or March Madness. Anything can happen." Maybe that's true. I've watched I've watched Gonzaga and Baylor all season. I've watched all these other teams all season. My alma mater is one of the teams that is considered a challenger to to this mm-hmm. dichotomy of Gonzaga and Baylor versus the field. Um, and we're, we're not as good as Gonzaga and Baylor, dude. They're so good. You know, there, there's a lot of talk about it, but I, rightfully so. I, I, it feels to me like in the same way that I, I remember when Trey Young was playing college basketball, and, and we mm-hmm. would talk a ton about Trey Young, and people would casuals, we'll call them, uh, would roll their eyes. They're like, "What, what are we talking? What, what, what the hell with this guy again? Like, mm-hmm. why are we talking about this guy mm-hmm. so much?" And it's like, dude, the guy is leading the country in scoring and assists. He was like, averaging like thirty and ten. Yeah, we've never seen anything like this, and that's how I feel about this. It's like it's going to get exhausting talking about Gonzaga and Baylor better than everyone, but. Uh, it's also we've never seen like this, and that's a phrase we say in college basketball a lot. Is we've never seen like this, but that's why we love college basketball. It's because mm-hmm. that's pretty much always the case. There's always something every year. We're like I've never seen like this, and you know we don't get many win-win situations, you know, in sports in general, and especially in college basketball. But Gonzaga, you know, talking about programs and where they are, and kind of as you climb the, the the echelons of like where it means to be one of the top programs, like Gonzaga when they made the Final Four and they made the title game in 2017. They hopped into this different, you know, yeah. they, they hopped into the Carolina, Kentucky, because recruiting changed. Right, right. They, they have guys like Jalen Suggs, Suggs, who comes yeah. in, and Rui Hachimura and these guys, yeah. and they're just like uh, unbelievable talents yeah. that they now They're not reach the into. plucky underdog trying to get the three-star to exactly. turn into a five-star somehow. So what's yeah. the next step? We now win the title. Right. right, that could happen this year. They they take now we are here. We have finally arrived. Yeah. You like suck it, take it. Like we are here. You know, <laughs> that, I mean, like seriously, that's what it feels like. I'm sure for Mark Few after all this, the talk he's had to hear over the years. But Scott Drew, in the same vein, they make the jump just like in 2017 that Baylor made, and they get into the Final Four, right? Yeah. And then they are now jumped up in that other yeah. echelon. They get the recruits. There's no Scott Drew's a cheater because he gets these recruits. It's because mm-hmm. they just made the I mean, Final Four. It should four. be pointed out that Scott Drew, as to, to my knowledge, like the the guys, the best players on the team were not McDonald's All Americans. No, yeah. he's not. He's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not winning with McDonald's All Americans right now. So, but um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you make that jump. They can both make that leap this year. And now we have a Baylor program that gets revered in a different light. Perception changes. Gonzaga is now a part of the Michigan State, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky class for real. Villanova. Yeah, yeah. Like we legitimately bring them into the fold. So we add another real powerhouse to the to college basketball's landscape. So in general, yes, it's fascinating that they're both undefeated. But in terms of the actual landscape and what it means if they do take that step, it's cool because we have more players at the table. I threw out this idea of an intercontinental belt because um, it feels like Gonzaga and Baylor are so much better than everybody else. They have like the 
the two main belts if if this is mm-hmm. WWE wrestling they have the the heavyweight championship and the WWE championship and we as as college basketball media have needed to pass around the intercontinental belt just to make things interesting just to be like cuz yeah. those two when you go to fill out your AP ballot it's just lock them in at the top now now is where the fun starts who's number three and that's that's become fun conversations to have Mm -hmm. i want you to say it tate please say it i'm begging you to say it who has the belt right now who is the intercontinental belt i think we both know it and i think it's our coach of the program the cop chris holtman the ohio state guys and uh you know it's one of those things where ohio state is a fun offensive team and they have the, the right pieces to make a real run in the tournament and i'm not saying this to blow smoke i actually like this ohio state team I did not like them too. when they blew out North Carolina in the Dean Dome yep. about a year ago. That really hurt too. my heart. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> you like that. I, was, uh, yeah. I didn't like that. I did like that. Yeah. Uh, but yes. this Ohio State really has bought in. I I, um, I I have honestly been surprised at how good they are. But you did. You were very high on them to start the season. So I was high on them to I start guess the I've, season. I guess I have been they, a little bit, you know, kind of coerced into believing in them. They lost that. the Wesson brothers, but they, yep. they had a lot of debt. Seth Towns, I mean, the, the uh, uh, was Ivy League player of the year, mm-hmm. and, and he transferred back to Suing. hometown. And Justice Suing was a transfer from Cal. And I just thought, you know, we were going to be deep, and I thought we were going to be good, and as it turns out, we're pretty good. I, we, we don't need to get into it. That's that's getting too far into the weeds. No, but give but, uh, the belt. I just, I, the whole reason I'm bringing it up beyond just invoking Ohio State was that <laughs> I wanted to just basically discuss this idea of, like, someone's got to break up the – the like like Gonzaga and Baylor are what a casual college basketball fan, uh, people we used to work with at the company we worked at before we work here mm-hmm. that didn't watch a second of college basketball. It's what they think Duke and Kentucky are every year. Yes, that's what Gonzaga and Baylor are yes. actually yes. this year. If they were and wearing Duke and Kentucky jerseys, yes. America would be, be enthralled. Like, yeah, they'd be like, "Oh my god, this makes so much sense. <laughs> this is what I think happens in college basketball every year." So, uh, who who like we're we're now mm. searching for contenders to like break up that party. Don't ask us. Ask the coach himself, Mark Few. He was asked this question uh, about who he was worried about. Uh, you know, basically asked if he had a historic team was the first question. Yeah. He said, that's getting a little ahead of ourselves, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong. We're good. We're talented. I really like coaching this team, and I think we're tough to play against. But so is Baylor. Mm-hmm. We know Baylor. So is Villanova. Throw Villanova into yep, the mix. Villanova. So is Texas. Throw Texas into the mix. Texas, though, you know, obviously we just mentioned Shaka Smart. They, they've been on pause. Has been strong. So is Michigan. Mm-hmm. Also yep. on pause. He, he throws them out s- there. S- say the Buckeyes, Mark. S- say he it. he continues. Ahead. The Virginia team. Yeah, okay, Virginia. I, Your second I, I, team. I like, I like it, but yeah, go ahead and say the Buckeyes, That we beat December Mark. is say not the, the Virginia team that Tony will put on the floor in March. Mark, where are the Buckeyes? Villanova's probably got the best win of anyone winning at Texas, end quote. Mark, where are the Buckeyes, Mark? <laughs> Mark, Mark, what happened? <laughs> but that's what Mark Few says. So if you're oh, looking uh, for teams outside of Baylor to, to contend with them, he's impressed with Villanova. Yeah. He's impressed with Texas. Yeah. He's impressed with Michigan. So, uh, you know, those those might be your three teams. I'm impressed with Ohio State as well, though. So throw, throw them, them in the mix. Well, there yeah. you go. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, the Blue Bloods because that's what, <laughs> that's what America really wants to know about because none of the teams you just mentioned Ooh. are uh, – Mark Few is not scared of Kentucky. He's, mm. He did not mention Duke. He did not mention North Carolina. He did not mention mm. Kansas. Those mm. are the four that everyone throws out as blue bloods. You want to throw UCLA into the mix, it starts to get dicey with some people. Indiana certainly gets even a little more dicey. D- dicier, I guess, would be the word. Um, all of these teams, every single team I just mentioned, even if you want to throw UCLA and Indiana in there and make it six blue bloods, if you want to throw Michigan State in there, if you want yes. to throw Arizona yes. in there, all of these teams are on ranked eight. All of them are having, in the eyes of the narrative, Awful years. Mm-hmm. 
uh, this has become a story, and and you're you're speaking in grandiose terms about Baylor's program on the rise and uh, Baylor on the rise, and we st- we've seen Villanova <laughs> recently rise, mm-hmm. and Virginia, and, and we mentioned Texas Tech. It's so now we're possible, starting possible to rise. think: Is there a changing of the guard happening? Is mm. is all of that group that we just mentioned? Uh, going to supplant the, the traditional blue the bloods. The new bloods versus the blue yeah. bloods. What the hell is going on, basically? why why The blue bloods suck. We know that. But how did we get here? Why do the blue bloods suck? Which blue bloods suck worse than mm-hmm. the others? We should suss this out so people have a clear picture. Brian Ives, who is uh, our, our official statistician here, even though he yeah. works for a different company, <laughs> yeah, we're going to say he's, he's, he's our ours, official yeah. statistician. Uh, he said the, the, the top 13 winningest programs in college basketball history, all 13 this week, unranked. Yeah. First time. Shout out to Temple making that list, by the way. Number like five. Yeah, like, St. John's was on the list. Yeah, just like John Chaney just goes to show how impressive he was at Temple. We just got to you know point that out. But anyways, you mentioned the Blue Bloods. Um I'd look at that 13, and i get to five. And this is where I think we really are in college basketball. There's Duke, there's Kansas, there's Kentucky, there's Michigan State, and there is... You're throwing Michigan State on there. Yes, there is North Carolina. These are the five teams that when America says the Blue Bloods suck, this is who they're talking about. They're talking about Tom Izzo, they're talking about Roy Williams, they're talking about Calipari, they're talking about Bill Sell, they're talking about... Coach K. That is who they say. And if I'm, you define I, it that way, I'll give you Michigan State. If that, you define it that way, is I, it like, I I personally yeah, yeah. do not include Michigan but State. But I know what you mean. Yeah, but but yeah. America right now at large. Yeah, I'm giving yeah, okay. this is the guide for them, right? Yeah. Those five together, 24 national championships, 78 Final Fours. Those five schools. <laughs> None this year. <laughs> None this year. None but, this year. But that's where yeah. we are. Yeah. All right. So Kentucky started one and six. Yeah. And that, that was like the, the point where we all looked at Kentucky. We get the, the 1926 photo of the Kentucky uh-huh. team. We realize how historically bad they are. Kansas was 4-4 four and four in league play, first time in 33 years. That was kind of the moment where you're like, okay, Kansas is shitting the bed. Uh, Michigan State starts the Big Ten 0-3. That was the moment where people yeah, were but like, they beat Duke. They they won at Duke, but then yeah, so like Michigan State was showing signs of life. Yes. But then yeah, they started 0 3 in the Big Ten. It was like, uh oh. Oh, trouble yeah. in paradise. Duke yeah. was five and five. That was the first time since nineteen eighty three. What are they now? Seven and seven? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. That's who they are. They're a five hundred team. Um, but again, there there were some moments like Kentucky gets blown out by Alabama at home, the worst loss, you know, in yeah. Rupp Arena history. Duke has the worst loss in Cameron Indoor, uh, as I mentioned before, to Illinois. So these these like little tipping points all come up. And then, you know, Calipari, they just get, you know, they were up 10 with 12 minutes to go against Tennessee in their last game. And after they, they end up losing the game, mm-hmm. Tennessee's guards kind of go off. And Calipari, I think, had the best summation of the Blue Bloods right now. I don't know what to tell you at this point. <laughs> that's what Calipari said. And I think that's, 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 where, that's where they all are. I think that there's two different, if I wanted to split up the Blue Bloods, like who, where we are, Duke and Kentucky are sort of in this own, like, just lane of just terrible, right? They yeah. they, they are on their uh, own. They, they are on their own Kentucky, island. Kentucky's, Kentucky, Kentucky, I guess, can get sm- out. Like like Duke, Duke, Duke is still there's still a path to the tournament. Yes, Duke. yes, there's still a path. Winning the AC tournament, Which, yeah, which they but probably Duke will. could theoretically still put it together. And and Kentucky, let, let, Kentucky's right, garbage. Let, let's let's not say terrible. Let's just say we're on the let's like we're a train. Okay. We're, like All like right. who's off the rails? Who's on the rails? Okay, Duke. <laughs> Duke, this is a new segment. <laughs> off the rails, on the rails. Uh, Duke is off the rails because they lose to North yeah. Carolina. Uh, Coach. 
Coach K is literally, he said that they're 18, 19, 20. There should be no panic buttons on young people who have a chance to play at the level of college basketball. If there was a panic button, it would be for 73-year-old people who have coached for 45 years. I don't have one. That's Coach K right now. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's where he is right now. Uh, you, can't, you can't afford to have these, these buttons, these panic buttons. But they're off the rails, right? Those two. And then I think North Carolina and Kansas and Michigan State, they are more on the rails. Michigan State's probably Michigan, in the middle. Michigan State's probably in the middle. Rail. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're probably in the middle rail. between there. So How it's many rails we got. We got three rails. Uh, North Carolina and Kansas. <laughs> I think North Carolina is the front train. Kansas well, is the caboose. But they're on the rails I'll, over I'll here. I'll sum it up like this. When I texted you after Carolina beat Duke, I said, "Good, great win. You needed it. You had yeah, to have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, Carolina doesn't suck. They're just not good. Yes. And there's a difference. I And I would agree with that. And, and that's how I feel about Carolina and Kansas in particular. Those two yep. in particular of the Blue Bloods. Carolina is the best of the Blue Bloods yeah. this year, but uh, they're not They're not that good. Yeah. yeah. And, and Kansas, I think Kansas had a real shot to figure it out defensively. Yeah. But they well, yeah, So I'll, I'll bring it down like this, because like, I think the question, the, the, the big question is, is this a coincidence? Like, mm. are, are all the Blue Bloods, is it a coincidence that they all had, like, shitty years all together at the exact same time? Or is, is there something greater at play here? And I, I don't know, but the way I see it, it's sort of a coincidence. Like, I, I didn't expect Duke or Kentucky to be very good this year anyway. Yep. Uh, I, I certainly didn't expect them to be as bad as they are, but um, I mean, coming into the season, Duke's best player th- they had coming back was Matthew Hurt, who averaged like ten points a game last year. Um, their their recruiting class was not what we've seen from Duke recruiting classes in the past, where they got. I mean, design class literally had the top three guys in the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how much of that's Jeff Capel not being around anymore? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah. the, the writing was on the wall for Duke to not be awesome this year, at least. Certainly not as bad as they've been, but not awesome, right? We, mm-hmm. we knew that. Same with Kentucky. Like I, Kentucky, it didn't feel like there was a buzz around this Kentucky team until Olivier Saar committed to Kentucky, transferred yep. from Wake Forest. Um, and, and then topping people, and then people start yeah and then people start getting excited a little bit about Kentucky and they're like man BJ Boston Terrence Clark Olivier Saar like this mm-hmm. the length this Keon team's gonna Brooks, have yeah. um, but but I I was scratching my head and and check the tape release the tape go back and check it like when when, when Olivier Saar committed and everyone decided and everyone being Dick Vitale who put him at a preseason SEC player of the year SEC yep. player of the year uh, the, the scenery changes. But the player doesn't. The mm-hmm. laundry change. Like if mm-hmm. Olivier Saar, this is my Mark Zuckerberg, uh, mm-hmm. uh, social network Jesse Eisenberg voice. If you would have been <laughs> in Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Mm-hmm. If Olivier Saar was good enough <laughs> to be an All American, he would have been an All American mm-hmm. Tate at mm-hmm. Wake Forest. Wake Forest was not good. Olivier Saar got his coach fired. So like he's a fine player. He's okay. Yeah. But he's not the. If if he was good enough to be a guy who's going to carry. Unfortunately, Calipari thought yeah. it was face swap. So he was yeah. like, yeah, I bring him and then I get this other player. You know what yeah. I mean though? Like if he was good enough to be a guy who's going to lead Kentucky to a national championship or Final Four and be an All American, he would have done that. He probably would have got Danny Manning fired at Wake Forest. Yeah, I was going to say he That's probably would have won some there. more games yeah. at Wake Forest. Yeah. 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 So uh, Kansas, you lose Dotson and Azubuke, mm-hmm. uh, and and Kansas to me is just like a natural. Like this, this just happens to teams from time to time. You lose good players. Uh, uh, I think they've been dinged by the FBI reputation, deserved or not, probably deserved, but that's not for me to decide. That's for America to decide. Their, their recruiting has been impacted to where they're not bringing in guys. Like Very similar to, to North yeah. Carolina, like 2013 right. to 2017 window. So yeah. Kansas makes a lot of sense. You lose your your, your interior, def- your, your team build on defense. You lose your interior stud defender. You lose your point guard. 
And like, we of course, all underestimated how incredibly gifted and talented Azubuke was as a defender. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, like yeah. he was oh. he, he yeah. covered so many holes of Marcus Garrett and these other guys on the perimeter as we see this year because they don't have them behind to help. Right, I mean, right, exactly. It's like uh, a learning. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State. Meanwhile, we're talking about point guards loses Cassius Winston. They have yep. not figured out who the point guard should be. Um, that is that is going to be a problem all season. They're never. It's Rocket Watts, out. but it's, it, it, but it's but not. But does Rocket Watts want to be a point guard? <laughs> is the question. Uh, so that that one it just. It just begins and ends there. It's like Michigan State doesn't have a point guard, mm. um, and all their best players do exactly the same things. And they have like twelve guys who all do the exact same things, and it's far too often, like none of them do those things. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but Michigan State again, it's like I'm not stunned that they're not this good. They are definitely a disappointment. But I mean, it makes sense. You can reverse engineer and say, yeah, you lost Cassius Winston, who's like one of the three most important players that Tom Izzo has ever coached in terms of like how much he loved the guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it all checks out that he, that Michigan state would not also be an NBA have... point guard, you know, you're yeah. talking about like talent, yeah. like Cassius is playing on the wizards right, right now. So like you lose that type of talent, it makes sense. But the, the real thing with the blue bloods is if those coaches if coach K coach K has never not made the tournament with 64 teams. Like, think about mm -hmm. that. So there's yeah. a chance that Coach K, I mean, the last time was 84. So Coach K can miss the tournament. First time in, in the modern tournament is missed by Coach K. What does that look like for college basketball without him there as a right. figure to kind of keep this thing on the rails? So uh, that brings us to North Carolina. What What's going on <laughs> with North Carolina? The, 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 the story, I, I really feel like part of the reason you're so excited about North Carolina, you're not so excited, but the reason you're like, no, hang on a second, we're not that bad, is because you guys were just so bad last year. Yes, yes. So like, are you actually good or or not? Are you in that not sucking slash maybe good zone, or is it just that you're not a because you, you guys were Kentucky last year? What Kentucky's going through this year mm -hmm. was North Carolina's experience last year. So are you just happy to be out of that? I'm just so happy. The one thing about the tournament being canceled was the the fact that North Carolina did not have to get didn't RIP'd. Miss. You yeah, didn't you know, miss the the, the, there was no none of that. Like you know, in memoriam for this you know program. What's happening here? There was none of that fallout. I think the problem with North Carolina is that. The old, some of the older guys, Garrison Brooks, for example, right? The ACC preseason player of the year. Garrison Brooks was a four-star recruit that was going to go play at Auburn that was not did not have a North Carolina offer. Mm -hmm. But like you said, there is some you know, NCAA cloud, things like that, you know, still looming over the program. So Garrison Brooks comes to North Carolina. He's there for four years, right? Mm -hmm. He's now playing in his fourth year. You would hope that he has now learned, you know, the 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 lay of the land. He is going to play his best basketball, but that's just not the case. That's not in his repertoire. He is not the number one guy for this team. But North Carolina basketball, as you know, is a Dean Smith-founded program, which mm -hmm. is seniority rules. You know, you, you have earned your stripes here. This is how we we will play through you. This is this is how we do Every things. Every senior starts on senior night. Exactly. You know, against Duke, if, you, if that's what it takes. You, you, yeah, and for, and a freshman point guard in North Carolina mm -hmm. was a farce, you know, for the mm -hmm. most part. Like, it was not something that they would buy into. But now it is becoming the norm because you have guys that come in like Kobe White who over exceed expectations and go. And then if you're lucky, you get a top flight recruit like Cole Anthony who has to go and is a great representation at the next level, yeah. but you don't get to enjoy him in North Carolina. So they're in that weird window of like, now we can get the Cole Anthony's of the world, but do we want to do that? Because we saw what happened last year when you buy into, not to say it's Cole Anthony's fault, but like that is not North Carolina quote unquote basketball. So they're in that weird you know, kind of whatever rigor mortis stage, you know, yeah, almost yeah. is like the best way to describe it. And then the guys that they do have, the five freshmen that they brought in, they are all four plus players. I know there are a few of them are five stars, but they're all four plus guys, which means that they have two to three years to really become who they are. Caleb Love just showed it at, at Cameron Indoor. Like that was that was what I wanted to see from Caleb Love. That is him 
playing up to his you know yeah. potential. But also, I expect him to have growing pains. But he's also going to be at North Carolina to have those growing pains. Mm-hmm. So there's an excitement for the future. We know these guys are going to come back. Dayron Sharp is an, an elite talent. I mean, he somehow is getting worse as the season's going on. But I, he'll, he'll, you know, I, I <laughs> but do. He's still, he's but still I still believe in him to figure it out. But I know he's going to yeah. come back. And I think that's the thing. Hey, with you North have Carolina. a great freshman class. We have young. Uh, you have, we you have, have youth, and class. that is yeah, that's yeah. what we buy. Puff Johnson, yeah. Cam Johnson's brother's yeah, there. Yeah. He's hurt right now, but. There's some there's some youth that you can buy into, and then the older guys, like I said, I think if you're a real North Carolina fan, you understand the limitations of who's there. Uh, we're gonna take a break, come back, and we're gonna talk about some players. We we kind of hit all the, the the teams though. I don't not all of it, but that's enough. That, that'll that'll get you through. We'll come back talk about some players. Quick break to talk about our friends at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Of course you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy though is bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance. You need renter's insurance. All you listening that uh, mm. the, the renter's insurance is important. You feel like you don't need it, and then uh, something happens. You're like, damn. <laughs> You're like, wish, wish, wish I had insurance. Wish I would have had renter's insurance. Along with your auto policy, it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Also want to talk about Discover. Any credit card can offer cash back, but only Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Just really take a second and think about how crazy that is. All the, the, a lot of, a lot of cash back offers out there. The entire year, they match all of the cash back you've earned at the end of the year. That's that's all that needs to be said. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped like cash, so you already know there's cash inside before opening it. But in this case, it's stuffed with your first year cash back match, and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Mm. Cashback match only by Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash Titus. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash Titus. netsuite.com slash Titus. All right, Tate, let's talk about some players here because yep. uh, last year it was a weird year in, in, in the terms of uh, the, the freshmen have become the storyline of college basketball, mm-hmm. as we know, in the one-and-done era ever since 2007, um, Odin and Durant. It's become the, the – every year we're looking at freshmen to, to kind of carry college basketball, and that's become a theme. And then last year we get to a point where Vernon Carey is basically the one guy who – uh, I think he made like second team All Americans. <laughs> yeah, or and, and teams. everyone dismissed him. He ends up yeah. being a second round pick. Yeah, right. Um, but he was like the one guy that that uh, of all the freshmen that like he's a beast. Was was yeah. He, he was good, but you, you understand what I'm saying. As a whole, the freshman class last year was, was kind of a dud. Yeah. Kind of a dud. Uh, and that that bared itself out. Sorry, as, I thought you were just trying to compliment Vernon Carey. Oh, so I'm like, yeah, I'm no, like, right, I'm like Vernon Carey. <laughs> no, he was he was good, but I'm he, he was alone in that there weren't a, a, a bevy of freshmen yeah, to yeah. get excited about. Unlike not, this year, not the case this year. Mm. So let's give the people uh, our freshmen 
Uh, the, who are some freshmen that, that that have caught your eye? Freshmen to watch, and I think you know America knows Kate Cunningham. I, I know you and I are on the Oklahoma State bandwagon. You know we've been pushing Kate tough Cunningham. Tough loss tonight. Yeah, yeah, tough loss tonight. But in general, Kate Cunningham has shown moxie. That's the word. This guy is a winner. You know, in it feels like every game they play in, he's got the ball in his hands with ten seconds left, and it's sometimes he screws time. up. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't, but yeah, it's, it's fun regardless. So but like, yeah, it's always fun watching always Kate Cunningham. Time. He he is like proving why he is so valued. He's proving why he is perennially you know viewed as the number one pick. So we know Cade. The other point guard that you have to know is on the best team in the country, and that's Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jalen Suggs' big moment in college basketball this year was what we thought. And you know, this is a lesson to everybody at home. What you see on TV may not always be exactly what is reality. Jalen Suggs looks like he tore his Achilles. You yeah, know, we are watching game live. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is during the Maui Invitational back in November, or I guess it was in December at that point. And you know, he goes down, does the, the same thing that KD did when it, same thing Cousins did. You know, we've seen people tear their Achilles. We know what the move is. Goes to the locker room. We're like, man, we just lost. You know, the best point guard in the country potentially. Mm-hmm. Season over. This man runs back out. You know. It, <laughs> It's been unbelievable. How, how do you feel about that now that now that enough time has passed? And I I I want was more. he milking it? Yeah, was yeah. He, I want more story. Yeah, I, I, I need more. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what happened there. But it's weird because it's you know I don't. I can't uncry those tears <laughs> that I cried when I said, "Oh my God, Jalen Suggs is." I, yeah, dumb. we were emotionally manipulated, <laughs> but it was also like I said for for those at home, you know, watch it at your own risk, and also don't buy in. Don't, <laughs> don't think that you already know. You're not a doctor. Um, but that was the Jalen Suggs kind of like you know just like damn, this guy's not only tough, but like he's the real deal. So Jalen yeah. Suggs, those two point guards are really it. And then I think number three is the real star that's going to emerge as we get further is into the season. Emerging is. Yeah. It is slowly it is, emerging right now. Yeah. Evan Mobley yeah. at USC. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, you called him Young Shaq. We did our old school, new school. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was, I mean, not to say like, you know, this man is going to be Shaquille O'Neal, but I, I think he's a fascinating But also athlete. he is. He's yeah, literally yeah. going to be Shaquille O'Neal is <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> he's, no, uh, no, his, his freshman, I, I did that like tug in cheek saying he was Shaq, but then uh, to say, and then I looked up Shaq's freshman year numbers at LSU. They're very like, similar. Oh my yeah. God, they're very similar. He, do, he does it all, except he also steps out and hits threes and, and is a great free throw shooter. Yep. Evan Mobley is unbelievable. I, I I genuinely believe Evan Mobley should be a first team All American. Mm-hmm. I genuinely, and especially uh, obviously if if things progress as they are, like USC is going to win the Pac twelve. Yep. USC is the best team in the Pac. They, they are a very very good team. Evan Mobley is going to be a top five pick probably. He's an absolute stud. Watch him if you haven't. Um, I don't know what else to say to convince people. He's very 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 good. He is the quintessential five-star. Like, when we talk about guys that are top-flight players that you tune in to watch, it is Evan Mobley. And, you know, you and I always joke about this. You can always tell who the five-star on the team is. When we were watching Stanford, we're like, which one is Zaire Williams? And he walks out, you're like, there That's he is. the one. Yeah. And Evan Mobley, like he he, he walks out, so, you're like, there he, he is. The airport test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Greg Greg Brown passed. Yeah, like Texas. We were watching him in Asheville. I've never Jones, not seen, Greg Brown. I've yeah. not seen Greg Brown ever play. I don't I never like looked up his YouTube. I just knew that there was this kid, Greg Brown, for Texas that was a five yeah. star. And I was like, hmm, I wonder which one and there he is. He's gonna be the the, mm. the the guy that looks like Kevin Durant. That's the guy. <laughs> the guy that looks like he's seven feet tall and is stepping out and shooting. Yeah. Step and his arms are just like and, hanging yeah. down past yeah. his knees. That's right? probably yeah, the five star. That that's him. Uh so those those are those are the big three you would say. Would we, say. We'll throw Sharif Cooper into the mix. Mm. Unfortunately, not going to play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the 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 point guard at Auburn, yep. uh, who was out for a little while because of eligibility issues. Thought we thought he was going to go pro. Um, decides to not go pro. Comes to Auburn, gets eligible, and has just been balling out of his mind. He's so good. Uh, if if you're an NBA fan, watch him play for sure. But 
also if you're like just trying to get into like narratives of college basketball like honestly kind of irrelevant tape yeah say, pretty, he's not he's not yeah. gonna play in march madness and it sucks it's a bummer but can, can auburn pull that by the way like it was self-imposed their band can they just be like Wait a second. I think if they were winning games, we take it back. Yeah, Bruce Pearl would definitely do that. Yeah. And then speaking of, I mean, Oklahoma State. You know, they a lot of people thought that they would have a postseason ban. They are pushing it uh, into the next year, uh, basically mm-hmm. just stalling it out uh, as long as they Procrastinating, can. Procrastinating, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Which I'll, is what I'll we deal lo- with it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we love to see that in college yeah. basketball. But Sharif Cooper is an NBA point guard. He is, you know, like you said, if you're a draft yeah. nick and you want to be, you know, informed on a top five point guard that's going to shock some people because they haven't seen him play. Sharif Cooper's the guy. Yeah, watch Auburn. But if you're yeah. if you're someone who's just like, I, I want to get a, a feel of guys that are going to go Kimball Walker. and Martin. Not him. He would be. He would be, but not but this he's year. But he's not eligible, so he yeah. can't be. Uh, who are some other guys? Yeah, some other guys. This is like the second tier. Hunter Dickinson uh, yeah. at Michigan, yeah. I think. Uh, a big guy who has basically you know, blown up it feels he's like he's the reason this michigan's yeah. so good like yep. he's he's the reason michigan was thought to be okay i think they were like they were they were ranked preseason but they were in the 20s yeah, 24 like 22 or something, like yeah, something like that um the reason michigan is now ranked third in the country is because hunter dickinson is so much better than anyone it's it's all coming and probably Jawan Howard included. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, so he's another guy to watch. Uh, Moses Moody at Arkansas on the must bus. Uh, mm-hmm. Moses Moody, uh, you know, he's had some some interesting games where he'll flare up and just like drop 25 points. And you're just like, man, this guy is the real deal. But then he has some duds. But he's a fun ride in Arkansas. I think they're like number 15, something like that in the country in points per game. So if you just yeah. want to watch a high scoring offense that. Yeah. Makes turnovers, they make mistakes, but they're in a lot of games. Arkansas is a fun team with Moses Moody. He's going to be a top 15 pick. Cameron Thomas at LSU, uh, Will mm-hmm. Wade, uh, of course, always having five star guys. Bubble he, team. Bubble so, like, team to watch out for. It. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Are they going to? Uh, and Cameron Thomas is a guy that's going to get picked in the NBA draft. So you want to yeah. just know him, yeah. you know? Uh, we haven't mentioned Scotty Barnes. I love Scotty Barnes. Uh, is he starting now? He's not. He lost his starting spot. I think he's a like, six man now. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Hamilton. I mean, does. Florida Leonard State Ham- makes no <laughs> sense. Like, if, in fact, if you haven't watched Florida State, just wait to the tournament. You know what I mean? <laughs> Things are going to change. It's almost, yeah, it's almost better with Florida State. Just wait till the tournament. Just know they're good. Know they're lurking. Yeah, and know that they're, they're talented, more athletic than everyone else. Exactly. And, uh, it's it really funny because everyone like seems to like you and I are. We're guilty of this as well. But when you talk about Florida State, because they have so many guys that can play and get them buckets and get the points, like. We all default to Scotty Barnes. We're like, yeah, and of course, it's you know, true. Scotty Barnes. And he like, the you... game winner to beat Indiana. That's right. So that counts for something. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then Greg Brown, I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. I, I had him on my list. He's, li- he's the last guy I felt like mentioning. He, he's the Texas uh, Texas freshman from Austin, local kid. I, I've loved watching him play this year, and it's weird, Tate, because I feel like uh, if you, if you would have asked me, my thoughts on on how well Greg Brown's freshman season's mm-hmm. going. I would have said it's slightly disappointing, and the, the kids averaging eleven and eight a game for a, a team that's a top ten team and has been yep. all season, and that's hilarious to me because that's just how good he is. Is that like eleven? Uh, you it's like, only you, eleven yeah, and you eight. Just want more? Uh, yeah, you just yeah. kind of want like a little more, mm-hmm. and you're like, what? That makes no sense. Last guy I have, Jaden Springer from Tennessee, eighteen mm-hmm. year old combo shooting guard uh, that. Was originally committed to Penny Hardaway. This was uh, Penny's guy. Penny had him locked in in 2019, and we remember Penny called out Rick Barnes. This was like yep. a little rivalry that we were getting yep. in Tennessee. Lose to Springer. Uh, Springer goes off for 23 points against Kentucky after the game. Calipari basically is like, "I wish that that was <laughs> why is that why is that not, guy not on my team?" <laughs> uh, so Jaden Springer, Tennessee. Tennessee's getting hot right now, and uh, they have yeah. young guards. They got young guards I like, and then they got Ponds, and they got mm-hmm. Fulkerson, so they have, yeah. you know. 
That's uh, a team to watch as well. Uh, the, another another interesting point I want to make about individual players, and we've talked about a lot of the guys. We can kind of rehash them in this context. Uh, last year, another thing that happened was a lot of these guys who were projected to be lottery picks, say your Anthony Edwards yep. or your uh, who who else went the lottery, um, James Wiseman, mm-hmm. for example. Both both of them are freshmen. Um, these guys were on teams that were not good. Mm-hmm. They, Anthony Edwards is on a Georgia team that was not going to make the NCAA tournament, even if there was one. Um, and that was a weird thing because you want ideally the perfect college basketball season is the best players who are going to get drafted at the highest are on the best teams. Yeah, we Ben have Simmons that. tried to kill that. Yeah, Ben we, Simmons tried yeah, to kill that. Markel Fultz yeah, was yeah, another yeah. example of that. Uh, we don't like We've when been that happens. We've taking some hits. We don't yeah. like it's when a that happens. College basketball. It happened last year. I'm happy to report mm. it is not happening this year. Jalen Suggs might be the number one pick. Is on the best team in the country by far. Uh, yeah. The Gonzaga. Evan Mobley. I just said USC is going to win the. Uh, Evan Mobley is going to be a top five pick. USC is probably going to win the Pac-12. They'll be uh, Lord knows how high this. Probably they'll probably be an eight seed because the committee hates the Pac-12, but USC is a very good basketball team. Yep. Um, Scotty Barr, Florida State, as we said. I, I, I don't know. What, what other examples do we want? Zaire Williams, you mentioned earlier. I don't know if he's – he was cleared to come back. I don't know if he's if he's playing again or not, but uh, he's supposed to be back anytime now. Stanford's kind of a bubble team, um, so they're interesting. They've had – Stanford's so much better than their resume would suggest because they haven't played at home for yep. most of the season. They've had a ton of injury problems. Um, so they get Zaire Williams back there. Interesting. Who else? Who else we've got to mention? I mean, Greg Brown, obviously at Texas. Texas is the team that could go to the Final Four. Hunter Dickinson with Michigan could go to the Final Four. I mean, even Arkansas. Like Moses Moody is a winner. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I, I will. Oh, you're saying that? I'm okay, saying you're, that you're he is a there. winner. I'm not saying that Arkansas Kevin is going to win. Cease and desist. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Moses Moody is a winner, and uh, you know I have a you know you have an affinity for people named Moses, like your dog, yep, obviously. Dog named you Moses. know, name Moses. Yeah. Moses Malone. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, the Windex man. Like a soft spot uh, for him always. Uh, we mentioned Greg Brown at Texas. There's Kai Jones at Texas. Who Sophomore is, Kai Jones. Is, or redshirt freshman, I think. Yeah. Um, who, who else am I looking at here? Uh, Franz Wagner is mm. a guy I want to bring bring up. He, he Mo Wagner's brother. He's Michigan. a top 15 He's pick. Michigan's best player. Hunter Dickinson's the reason they're so good mm-hmm. in the sense of like they're getting more production out of him than they expected. But Franz Wagner's their best player. And I like Franz a lot more than his brother. I will yeah. say that. And uh, <laughs> I had a lot of beef with, with, with his older brother when he was at Michigan. Uh, but Franz is great. James Booknight uh, for UConn. James Booknight's the guy. That James is, Booknight is supposed to come. Back. He's coming back any any yeah. day now. UConn. Uh, this this that, has all the that makings. That could be a lottery pick. This has all the makings of a typical UConn run with yep. Booknight playing the Shabazz Napier, Kemba Walker role. Mm. Um, yeah, he's he's unbelievable, and he's and he's supposed to come back well, he, any day now, right? Yeah, it, it's like imminent is what dude, they said. That, that was the word that they used, dude, imminent, which dude. says to me that UConn knows that when he comes back, I mean, he already had a 40-piece this season. Yeah. So James Booknight yeah, is definitely someone to watch. Uh, I have Terrence Shannon Jr. and Mac McClung, both on Texas Tech, mm-hmm. uh, you know, number seven team in the country. I'm not saying is Mac, Mac McClung. I'm not saying he's going to be a lottery guy. Will, will it into existence? Yeah. No, not lottery, but I mean, he's going to get drafted, right? By some second round, at least. Second round, yeah. yeah I think I think deep second round. Two guys I'm interested in, in terms of draft potential, I have no idea where they... I I, I don't know what the preeminent mock draft is anymore, but... Um, <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe Kevin maybe, O'Connor. Maybe some of them have him and and very high up. But I'm fascinated to see what happens with uh, Io DeSumo at mm. Illinois. Who, I've seen him pretty much 30 every mock draft. Dude, I love him. I yeah. don't understand. I, I, like, I how could, is a six five guy like that? 
just he's so disrespected. good. Yeah, so good. Uh, and then Jared Butler, I'm slowly talking myself into like this guy's gonna mm. have a long NBA career. I'm not saying you should you should spend a top ten pick on him, but like he's a guy that you're gonna look up and he's gonna be playing for the Spurs in 13 years and just making shots. He reminds like, me of Monte Morris, who's on the Nuggets right now, and I can see him having that sort of like you know six band type yeah. second point guard role for a team yeah. that's a contender, a playoff team. I can see that as well. Charles Bassey on Western Kentucky as another guy mm-hmm. that uh, needs to be mentioned, who's probably gonna be a first round pick. Is Western Kentucky making the tournament? I think so. They beat Alabama. People forget they this. did beat Alabama. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so um, wow, Rick Stansbury in the tournament and Ron Harper so, Jr. That's my last one at Rutgers. Oh yeah, yeah, Ron Harper Jr. Harper Jr. Yeah. He's got the uh, if if you're a fan of like guys that look like they could lose a few, but also like that's what makes them kind of good. So you don't want them to actually lose the yeah. few. Yeah, that's the Ron Mike Dom. Yeah, the Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Arbor Jr. is awesome. Uh, we, we love him. All right, so let's wrap it up with this. Uh, what are some things to what, what are reasons to watch college basketball between now and Selection Sunday? Would you say what what are what are your big bullet points? What are you keeping an eye on? Yeah, my number one thing that I wrote down, and it's not even. Uh, I know it's going to sound like a hater, but it's Coach K missing his first tournament and his reaction, or not missing his tournament because yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's something. Like yeah. I'm excited for that for this for this last five weeks of like Duke will Duke he wins a game. Yes. You're like ah! on the rails, off the rails. Is Duke back, <laughs> third rail. <laughs> <laughs> on rail, off rail, third rail. What does he do? Because, I mean, Coach K, when, when Harrison Barnes Skyped in and said, I am going to play basketball at North Carolina, Coach K threw a chair. <laughs> what happens when he doesn't make the tournament for the first time in the mm-hmm. modern era? Really? Like, that is a storyline to watch. I think he guts his staff and he starts I, over. I think he says we don't have a tournament. I think he tried pivots. to get everybody. Never forget, yeah. Coach K, at the start of the season, tried to get every team to make this year's tournament. So much so that Kara Lawson, the women's team, did do it. They and just then, quit. And then yeah. and when they looked at Coach K, they're like, weren't you supposed to do this? He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, he Coach K tried to get every team in the tournament, and then he flipped tried the other can- way. He tried to cancel everybody <laughs> out of the tournament. Uh I, I want I That's had a, I had a few things. Number one, the Big Ten title race. Obviously, I'm a yep. Big Ten guy and, and Ohio State is in the hunt and Illinois is up there. Michigan is eight and one. Um Ohio State is nine and four. Illinois is nine and three. The Big Ten title race still matters. Michigan's been on pause forever, mm. though. Are they do- are they dodging Illinois? Tate, that's what people are saying. Whether yep. they are or not, Illinois fans think they are. And now it's it's going to get contentious between mm. Illinois and Michigan. Mm. Um, but also, don't sleep on Ohio State because the Buckeyes might actually be the best team of the three. So uh, I have my eye on that. I also wanted to, to draw attention to uh, the All American teams as we're filling them out. Let, let's uh, should should we quickly run through them? I mean, we got Luca Garza is a lock. He's going to yep. win National Player of the Year. I think Jared Butler's a lock. We yep. both agree with that. Mm-hmm. Corey Kispert lock. I think they have to put someone from Gonzaga, so it's de facto lock. It's yes. going to be kid. I mean, not, not that he doesn't pick. deserve it. He's, no, 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 he's unbelievable. They could have picked yeah. three guys. So they could have picked any of the, the three, yeah. but it's going to be him. Suggs could you could make the argument, but yeah. So that's three. Uh, is Io a lock? He's, yes. he's working his way so. into a lock. I think lock. Io's a lock. I think, yeah. I think the sumo is working his way into a lock. The sumo is the one that I think a casual fan would love. Like You it, would it, absolutely love to sumo. Yeah, yeah. If you're Illinois looking for a team a to, team. to jump on a bandwagon and, yeah. It's the fight line. The line I A lot of Chicago team. sports fans. Right. right. Illinois right um, now. And then the last the last uh, uh, spot, I mean, we got like Suggs, as you mentioned earlier. We got Mobley. Evan Mobley. That's I think Mobley is going to Mobley's going to get it. Uh, Cade Cunningham certainly, but I think he's kind of fallen. Like I don't know, we're kind of taking him for granted. And just sort of like yeah, he's yeah. just kind of been steady the whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, not a, not a, not a sexy pick per se. Jay Huff is the interesting one. Uh, you hate this. But Jay Huff of Virginia, I think, has a puncher's chance of being a first-team All-American. A puncher's chance. Someone tweeted this a at A puncher. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Huff is the only player in the country with a player efficiency rating of at least 35 and an effective field goal percentage of at least 70%. Yeah. The only other player to do that in a season in the past 10 years. Dude, 
was drumroll please. I know Zion Williamson. My gosh, the so reason you're right. The Jay reason Huff I think J. Ruff has a chance is because the the Virginia nerds are just going to throw all their stats I, at the the Virginia the Wahoo Nation faithful on Twitter yeah. is very vocal, and they are mm. going to throw all their 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 nerd stats at reporters and guilt them into like basically saying if you don't vote for Jay Huff, you're a moron and mm. you're not you're not equipped to be a modern sports reporter. You don't understand advanced. Yeah, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. The game has passed you by unless you vote for Jay Huff for first team all Yeah, the things that we're doing over here, the math (laughs) that has nothing to do with that game, the game has passed you by. Um, (laughs) What else? uh, The A-10 race. So a lot of people at home are like, uh, you know, these guys don't know anything. Yeah, Yeah, they only talk about the big guys. The Atlantic 10 right now, we got a lot of teams, you know, involved to see who's going to... St. Bonnie's, the Bonaventures are at the top. We got VCU half a game back. We got Davidson half a game back. We got UMass half a game back. We got the Richmond's Spiders one game back, and we got the Dayton Flyers wow. one game back. So the A-10, I mean, wow. that is a lot of good teams. Rhode Island also knocking on the door. Duquesne, the Dukes mm-hmm. knocking on the door. So the A-10 race uh, throughout the rest of the season will be fun. Uh, so I had to throw that out there. I also want to point it out, the best new basketball rivalry around, Ohio State versus Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something to watch down the stretch. Both mm-hmm. teams think that they are the third best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Again, this is Big Ten basketball. Who is the third Who's best the third team in the Big country? Ten of the day. We are going to fight for this, so that's something to watch down the stretch. I'm excited for that. Um, uh, well, in, in, in all seriousness, just, just trying to figure out if the third, whoever the third best team is, can they well, the, yes. narrowing the gap between mm-hmm. Gonzaga, Baylor, and the rest of the field is something to keep an eye on. Like trying to find candidates. Uh, Alabama might be a candidate. Yeah. Alabama shoots a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. They play great defense. Um, it makes a lot of sense that they could they could beat anybody, and and they certainly can. But uh, are they as good as Gonzaga and Baylor? I don't know. But they only have to be one night. That's how the tournament works. So, and know. that's one of my other storylines: Mac McClung and Chris Beard's fireside tour through the tournament. I I am very much watching those two guys. I also have Will Shaka Smart and Texas return to form. This is yeah. a team that we thought that was going to go to the yeah. Final Four again. They're dealing with the COVID lull, so we'll see if they can get back to that. Uh, USC, uh, I just put USC. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what to no, watch. No, no, it's good. That's just USC. Just watch I think them that's, play. That's what USC fans want. Yeah, exactly. Just, just watch them play. Yeah. And then my final one, uh, UConn with James Book Knight. I know I just mentioned it before, <sighs> but I think that might be Dude. the best show in college basketball. Yeah. Imminent yeah. return. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I made a list of someone asked us to go over like teams that are fun. Like, who who's a team that would mm. be if you if if you're someone who typically cheers for Duke and Kentucky because you're the worst. You're you're Drake. Yes. Drake Drake. If who you're is Drake playing for? It's not Drake anymore because yeah. Drake yeah. lost. So he's yeah. Like, yeah, Drake did lose. Yeah. Uh, so who who should fill in the gaps of Duke and Kentucky if you're a bandwagon person mm. or just just who are fun teams to cheer for? Alabama certainly I mentioned earlier. Uh, they play great D. They shoot a ton of threes. They they basically only shoot threes and layups. They're the best three point shooting team in the country other than Baylor right I think it's Baylor mm-hmm. now if not whatever close enough you get the idea um I think the Buckeyes have to be on that list in yeah terms of they're a great offensive team yeah great fun. offensive team uh our two flaws are we sometimes don't play the best defense and we sometimes can choke games away down the stretch which are famously <laughs> not you the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> famously two things that never come back to bite uh, you in the tournament but all, you know all of our games are they're they're fun to watch so uh and then UConn would be another one, I would say, because of Book Night. And just the whole, it, it's not just that Book Night is that good, it's that Hurley uh, lets him loose. Yeah, he's no, like, he's just, like basically, you go. You go. Yeah, you go. You, you, we will go as yeah. far as you take us, James. Yeah. And that's a fun Dan ride. Hurley just gets in his face and like hypes him up. And yeah, the, it's, it's so good. The it's one such a team, good show. The, I want to give like a little hesitation, right? You're a casual fan, you're looking at the standings, you're saying, I don't want to do Baylor, I don't want to do Gonzaga, I don't want to do Villanova, you know, I don't want to do Michigan, I don't want to do Ohio State. And you see Houston. 
and and you and you have this like moment where you're like, that seems perfect for me. I just want to say, pause. You know, I'm gonna mm. press the pause button. You're saying don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, do yeah. it. I was you, like, yeah, I Houston don't know. looks the part, right? Like as you come in, you say, wow, they're a top ten team. This is great. I love Samson. He seems like a great coach, and they got some talent there. What's going on here? They are dodging people, and they are in they are in dodge mode, which is let's sustain, like let's make sure that we show good face here, which is not we're really good and we want to play anybody. Right. And that is not necessarily not, a team that you want to be riding yeah, with. So I just want to say Houston seems like a sexy pick, but just watch out. I, I think uh, you could throw West Virginia in the mix. West Virginia is another team, team like West that. Virginia is, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's uh, uh, what else we got? I, I wanted to say this. My my final point is this for people uh, listening is that uh, Rick Pitino is Rick Pitino to Boston College is still on the table. I just wanted to to, mm. to bring that back to mm. the, the forefront of America's attention. That uh, I called Rick Pitino to Boston College when he decided he was going to go to Iona. Um, we we all knew he's not going to end up at Iona. He's going to use that as a jumping off point to take a major job. Yeah. And Boston College made the most sense. Jim Christian is good guy of the millennium, and it feels like Jim Christian, his time might be winding down mm. at BC. And mm. insert Rick Pitino, a man who coached at Boston University, yeah. coached the Boston Celtics, coached yep. at Providence, which isn't Boston, but close enough. This is a man who knows the area. Mm-hmm. This is a man who is a Catholic man mm. at a Catholic university. Mm. It all makes sense. It all checks out. Boston College is 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 a program that has been desperate to get back to the uh, 2005 ish era, the Jared Dudley era. It's been a long it's been a long way. <laughs> I like the Tyrese Rice era. That was my favorite. <laughs> the Kai Bowman era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that the, was the, Jerome those, Robinson and Kai Bowman. That was a good era. Those three games when yeah, it looked like they Duke, were good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time, Tate, and I think they're willing to take a risk, and that yeah. risk is named Rick, and I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. So keep an eye on that. That's something to keep an eye on. Rick Pitino got Patrick Ewing to put Boston University in his top three. Yeah, People forget that. Rick yeah. Pitino, that's how good of a recruiter he is. So when he goes to Boston College, you have to respect what they're going to be. He's going to be on the air saying, I'll get four-plus players here. I don't do five stars. <laughs> I get four-plus players. I love it. I would love. Oh my God, Rick Pitino back in the ACC. He went to UMass too. He's a mass hole. Yeah, he's a, he's a mass oh, hole through and through, dude. Man, this, this all makes a ton of sense. He's perfect. All right, uh, shout outs, closeouts. Let's wrap it up. Should we do good? Should we do good guy, bad guy picks just for posterity? Yes. Like we need this for let's record do my keeping. Shout outs, okay, yeah. shout outs. Let's wrap the show up with that. My my shout out and my good guy of the week. My good guy shout out of the week goes to, and I said this last week. I knew he was going to do this. Tom Brady. Goes to the Super Bowl at 43 years old and beats the the young gunner that everyone loves, Pat Mahomes. And I said to myself, LeBron James did this in the bubble. Tom Brady just did this again. Father time, good guy of the week. Get out of here. Father time, every single athlete you'll ever meet, they always have the same saying, you know, father time never loses. Yep. He's undefeated. That's what they always say to anyone. Especially guys hey, father that, time, hold this L, bitch. Yeah, hold this. Good guy of the week. <laughs> Take that. Uh, Tom Brady, call him Father Tom from now on. He has taken over Father Time and uh, good guy of the week, Father Time. You know what uh, jumped out to me? Uh, as I was preparing for the show and thinking of big picture narratives, talk about Gonzaga and Baylor, mm. um, is uh, uh, the, the Buccaneers bucked, no pun intended, but also intended. Intended. Uh, they bucked the trend of, in this COVID era, Tate, the favorites have won everything. Mm-hmm. The Lakers won, the Dodgers won, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Columbus Crew were the best team in MLS all year, even if the standings didn't reflect it. We all knew it. They won the cup. Um, Vegas got hoodwinked a- by Pat Mahomes. Alabama mm. football. It was supposed to be the Chiefs, Brady and the Bucks bucked the trend, and uh, I wonder how that affects college basketball now. Because up up until that point, every team that was like, "Yeah, that team's definitely going to win," they won it. 
Mm. And then uh, now we have a situation in college basketball where it's like one of those teams, two teams is definitely going to win. I think it was an aberration. I think at the end of the day, Vegas didn't want to value the fact that Tampa Bay should have. Tampa Bay, if I mean, if you listen to like the <laughs> Jeff Schwartz, Michael Lombardi's of the world, like these like football guys are like are actually watching tape, not just saying they're watching tape. Yeah. They were all over the Bucks. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it freaked me out. Enough for me to say last week that I thought he was going to win the game, you know? So mm-hmm. if you were really, if you really plugged in, you could really, you know, think that they were the favorites. I know what you're saying, but that's all in my heart. I think the favorites, the favorites. Still won. So you think the best team, still the won. best, the best, the best team. Best still team won. Won. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, my good guy, the my good guy, of the week pick is Jim Laranega, uh, the, oh. the, the, the head coach at the University of Miami, who uh, saw your disgust, a disgusting <laughs> act, a disgusting act out of the oh. University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Uh, your Tar Heels win one game, <laughs> and suddenly uh, you, you have two players celebrating. At a raucous party mm. with no masks on. How dare they? Uh, and it has completely just ruined college basketball. Uh, and Miami saw this and they said, we want no part of this. Yes. This is reckless behavior. Yes. Sus- suspend him. Doug, kick him off the tour, <laughs> is what Jim Laranega was quoted as saying. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to call out Jim Laranega for uh, just have being the one guy yes. who said covid mm. no not today not today not today we are taking this seriously and we are not going to play the university of north carolina because they do not take this as seriously as we do in the state of florida yes yes exactly and <laughs> as uh, we famously take covid in florida i mean i will say no comment first and foremost on the whole thing but also here's the comment i do have these guys were in a dorm room these guys you know we're listening to music armando baycott dayron sharp about four other dudes in a room no mm. mask on, listen to music in a dorm room. Listen to Mo Bamba, which is weirdly the most uh, offensive part this, of the this whole is thing. The this era. is the era. This is the era. This is why when people are you're asking about I North mean, Carolina. Like three years I, late, dude. Like, what year is it? That you're, it's, I mean, come on. They There's still believe be in Mo Bamba in Orlando. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> these guys, they do this. They posted a Snapchat. Not a good idea, right? Not, not a good idea to post that publicly. The Daily Tar Hill gets it. It becomes a story. And it's very funny because, Mark Titus, it is, this, you talk about microcosms. We have the Daily Tar Hill, which in the in the eyes of the fans, quote unquote, the, the students and people, they're like, why are you snitching? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, dude? You're the Daily Tar Hill, not the Daily Blue Devil. Exactly. Why would you do yeah, this? Yeah, like to us? What they literally the yeah. entire campus has all looked at the Daily Tar Hill and said, Why are you snitching? Yeah. And Daily Tar Hill has said, Have you ever like, heard of journalism? Every, yeah, and then everyone has, has this standstill moment where they're just staring at each other and they're like, Wait, what? Like, like this is 2021, dude. Journalism's dead. It's all about propaganda now. Why would you not? Yeah. Then that's what I'm saying back at them. I'm like, just, just turn it off. Just turn it off. Uh, but that's where we are. Of course, that it becomes a huge deal. But the video itself, if you watch it, is very harmless. I feel bad. Uh- Armando Baycott with middle fingers. Children are watching this, Tate. <laughs> Children. And he's throwing up two middle fingers. Yes. Disgusting. It's disgusting. You no, know, he was saying F you coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was saying. That's what it was. That's what he was just he was showing he was showing he was he was showing a needle and he was saying this is the vaccine's important. <laughs> you need two is, vaccines. First dose, second dose. First dose, second dose. So it's a PSA. <laughs> it's a PSA, people. <laughs> oh my god uh my thoughts are this it, it I, I have the same uh viewpoint on this as i had towards coach k making his his comments after the louisville game where he's you know the with the, with the reporter and the, he yeah. snapped on the reporter <laughs> yes it's a dumb story but also where do we have, go from here it's a dumb story <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal but also wh- what a moron why mm. would you put yourself in this position mm. so i think like that's that's my feeling towards it is that um 
I, I do think Miami, like, come on, like there are protocols in place for a reason. If if North Carolina passed the protocols, then you know, like what if, if the ACC is like, no, it's good. Like if everything's good, like what are you talking yeah. about? You saw one video. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Jim Christian at Boston College has four players, <laughs> and no <laughs> and one at the like, ACC office he's like, Let's stepped do in. It. And, he's yeah. like, Let's play. <laughs> no one at the ACC office uh. was like, Jim, you can't do that. Um, so I, I, it's, it, you know, it's, it's not that, like you said, they're in a dorm room. There's like five people. It's whatever. Like Look, that is not the not best, even, but it's, it's not the best, but it's the, not the, it's not what the, it was. The made real issue be. is that they even put it on Snapchat, yeah. that they filmed themselves, that you got to have better sense in that. that to to me, it. it was just like an IQ test that mm-hmm. you failed. Mm-hmm. It's the same with like guys who, it, it, I, I feel this way about guys who smoke weed and, and states where it's legal. It's like, you, you ultimately didn't do anything. But at the same time, like, be smarter. There's just, I don't know how else to explain it. It's like you just have to be smarter. I don't know how else to explain it. Just be smart. Like, you know that this was stupid, so yeah. be smarter. Yeah, just, so be, better. just, be, just better. be better. Just be better. You're going to run steps, you know? That's what you're going to do. Roy's going to make you run steps. You'll be fine. You'll get over it. Uh, bad guy of the week for me, easy, simple. His team won the Super Bowl. He knew it. Mm-hmm. His stomach was rumbling, bumbling, tumbling, though. And Dickie V, Pepto-Bismol is back. Uh, he's posted. Like, he did his. I'm uh, burnt out. I've had enough. Yeah, well, he's I've bad guy enough. of the week. And uh, he's got the Pepto- Pepto-Bismol. And it was his final post of the night. It was Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, I, you know? I, it's, he's, he's cashed out a little How too much, much has he gotten from Pepto-Bismol? It's ridiculous. It's too, it's too much. It's too, it's, it's, it's too much. That's too much. That's all I'm going to say. I just That's hope it's like statement. Terry Bradshaw numbers, like 25 million. <laughs> It's 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 too much. Uh, my bad guy pick uh, is Bill Self, and here's why. Uh, he, as we know, there are two games every year that he circles on the schedule as games he's definitely going to lose. Mm. It is against his alma mater, yep. the Oklahoma State Cowboys, and it is against his good buddy, Bob Huggins, and the West Virginia Mountaineers. Mm. And he lost, so Kansas lost to West Virginia this weekend. Um, and the reason he's a bad guy for this, not a good guy, is because there's a clause in Bob Huggins' contract that he gets $25,000 every time he loses to Bill Self. Bill Self knows this because he's buddies with Bob Huggins. So he, that's part of the reason he always throws the game. Mm. And then Bob Huggins takes that money, donates it to Cancer Research. He has now donated $150,000 of Bill Self's money. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The $25,000 mm-hmm. actually comes from West Virginia, but it feels like Bill Self. Uh, to Cancer and... That's why Bill Self's a bad guy because he takes a dive. I think he takes a dive. I think mm. I think he goes into the West Virginia game every year and he goes, Bob Huggins, you need some money. You, this is a good thing. You're, you're putting this towards a good cause. So I'm gonna take a dive. We're gonna lose to you. Mm. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So congratulations, Bill Self. Thanks, Coach Self. Bad I mean, guy, dropping the bag for cancer. Yeah, and we didn't good talk about Kansas a lot when we talked about the Blue Bloods because I feel like they're not that interesting other than the fact that they were ranked so high at the start of the season. But Bill Self is always interesting. Bill Self has always got his own cachet mm. and his own thing going on. So. Bad guy of the week, I like it. There you go. Uh, what else we got? I Another mean, shout out. that's that pretty it? much I have. I yeah. had uh, uh, UConn beat South Carolina today on oh, FS1, and number one versus number two women's game. Shout out to Paige Buckets. She scored 30 points in a row, uh, or three games in a row, I'm sorry, uh, which mm. has never happened in UConn women's basketball history. Isn't that crazy? No UConn women's basketball players ever scored 30 three straight games. I'm pretty sure Maya Moore did. I'm gonna go look it up. <laughs> that's the thing now. You just say wrong. You're just like, no, <laughs> that's how I am with all. Like I see the stats now, and I'm like, I gotta go look that up myself. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out the one in sixteen Mississippi Valley State. Oh, that's right. Delta Devils. Nice. Who uh, beat Alabama State? Got their first W today. Head coach of Mississippi Valley State, Lindsey Hunter. Mm. Head coach of Alabama State, Mo Williams. <laughs> the two best players in the gym tonight. 
were the head coaches. And think about this. The NBA is trying to cancel college basketball. Meanwhile, this is happening. Yeah, meanwhile, this what is, is going this? on. Speak, yeah, speaking of like NBA players coaching teams, Terry Porter was a shout, out, shout out to him. Yeah, Hope he can, uh, yeah. Not actually R.I.P. No, no, no. I mean like his <laughs> yeah. career at Portland, yeah. Which, by the uh, yeah, career at Portland, he 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 should have been a good guy. I saw Goodman tweeted literally, he's a great guy, but it th- was time. <laughs> I, was I think he like lost like twenty straight conference yeah. games. I mean, not yeah. him, obviously Portland, but it was bad. We um, love Terry Porter though. Speaking of coaches, in in all seriousness, uh, I wanted to mention Texas Rio Grande Valley head coach Lou Hill did mm. pass away in his sleep. I, I don't know if you saw this no, story. I didn't. This is uh, and and this is. Uh, uh, obviously noteworthy, but this is the second second head basketball coach in Division One that has basically died this year, just kind of out of nowhere. The uh, Anthony Stewart of Tennessee, Martin, yeah, memory Anthony um, Stewart, passed yeah. in November, uh, and then this happened on on Saturday. So I guess he uh, apparently died in his sleep Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, so uh, obviously thoughts are with everyone in the program, yeah. but like I can't imagine that dude. I just I Man. can't I can't imagine like the program like the like. I don't know, and and then you, you're reading the story, and they're like, and of course Rio Grande Valley, their next game will be, and it's like, oh my god, who? Yeah, who, like who cares? Yeah, press the pause who cares? button. Now. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So that that is uh, um, two things that have I don't know. I I, I don't remember this like happening that much in college bad, and two guys of relatively young guys. I think. Yeah, no, that's I think and, that's that's the thing about yeah. it. It's just the, the 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 youth of these guys, and then you know you hear the stories, so, and yeah. Hey, uh, I wanted to mention that. That's about it. That's all I had. I think. Um, I, I oh Loyola Chicago is ranked. Did we mention that earlier? Yeah, Sister Jean. Sister Jean is getting mm, more votes than you are. Mm, How does that make you feel? Mm, I'm praying that uh, Mike DeCourcy and, and and all the you know the the bracketologists out there they they get together and they get Loyola to a five seed, and then they all keep disrespecting North Carolina and they just barely drop him in the tournament. They put him at that 12 seed spot, <laughs> and I want it. I want Sister Jean. I want the five twelve upset, and I and I need I need Crutwig. Versus Dayron Sharp in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That's what I'm hoping for right now. That's what I'm. That's what I'm pushing. As I saw the AP poll, I'm like, please, Sister Jean versus Dave Frazier is the rivalry that keeps on giving. Oh, it's <laughs> sister <laughs> meme. She'll never stop. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's the show. We're we are back to regularly scheduled programming on Friday. Again, apologies to uh, those of you who are dire college basketball fans. Are like, what the hell? You just told me everything I already know. But, but if you um, forgot what we said, we forgot. We're just yeah. kind of setting the stage a little bit for Come you. On. So now you can hit the ground running, and we're, it's full steam ahead, baby. We're five mm. less than mm. five weeks till Selection Sunday. Less than five weeks. A little over five weeks. Uh, the, the the tournament will have started, Tate. It's happening. Wow. It's all happening. Yeah, and, uh, I feel it. We are now is the time. Tell your friends. Listen to the show. Subscribe. Review. What? Do, do all that shit. Do all you, that. You know. All that. You, you, you know, know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, we'll see you guys Friday. <laughs>